Hello, I'm Michaela. And I'm Jonan. And welcome to ABC Radio, or Asian-based content radio, hosted by two ABCs, or American-born Chinese. Where, here is where we review and talk about Asian media and pop culture. This is a collaboration between Anthem Magazine and KPLY. So today, we watched uh, Flavors of Youth, which is a crossover between um, Chinese Chinese directors and Japanese directors to kind of create like an anime, sort of, or a donghua, like whatever, an Asian, an Asian animation. Um, and this is really interesting because in Asia, uh, you know, when you think about animation, your first thought is usually of Japan and anime, right? Yeah, Japan and anime has become like a really big thing here in the United States. So it's become much more associated with Asian animation as a whole. Yeah, um, and it's like, I mean, that's great and all, and I love anime and stuff. But, you know, like, it's not like China doesn't have animators. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to see uh, China and Japan kind of collab on this one because both countries, like, are developing really fast and, like, have um, lots of new technology. Um in the like actually the first time that china got international recognition for their animation uh like their modern animation was actually uh from havoc in heaven which is a 1964 uh animation and it kind of looks like the traditional um ink wash animation um it's based off monkey king are you familiar with monkey king Yes, uh, The Monkey King. It's a really well-known story in China, and also I think it's become so common that it might have been heard here in the U.S. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> shocker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Monkey King, <laughs> great story about a monkey uh, and Buddhism. But Flavors of Youth is different because instead of focusing on like mythology and like classic Chinese literature, it's more based off like the everyday lives of Chinese people, which again, is kind of rare. Like usually when we talk about Chinese citizens or Chinese people, we always talk about them in a political context, like, oh, uh, they're like political pawns or, oh, they're so oppressed or something, right? It's nice to see kind of a, a change. Yes, and a big part of like this collection of short films message is that life is what you make of it. Like, life can be depressing, and it sucks sometimes, but you just gotta keep going with it and see what happens. Yeah, like, I, there's definitely, like, a lot of nostalgia and stuff. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really sweet film. Um, it's, like, it's actually, it's not one film. It's kind of a collection of three short films, um, and they all kind of have this theme of, like, you know, flavors of youth, like, youth and, like, friendship and, like, connections with other people. Um, definitely don't watch this when you're feeling sad. <laughs> it's quite depressing. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Um, the first one is called, is called, uh, the rice noodles. Yeah, the rice noodles. And it's based, it's in Beijing and Hunan province. Uh, it's about like this this kid Xiaoming, which is funny because Xiaoming is basically like being called John Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about like this noodles called Sanxian noodles, which is like you know um, a traditional <laughs> noodle dish. <laughs> um, and like when Xiaoming was like was young, he and his grandmother always ate these noodles. But then the noodle shop closed down, and then there was another noodle place, and that one closed down. Um, generally, it's like. 
it, I don't know. It, I felt it was a little. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on it, Jonah? I thought it was a little bit boring. Um. Yeah, I agree. There were parts that were a little bit boring, but I think it's more because we don't have the same sense of nostalgia that the main character did. Like Xiaoming grew up with these noodles in two different shops, and a big part of his childhood was when he used to go to like a noodle shop that was close to his school. <laughs> and then the people who ran the restaurant. <laughs> God damn it. That's okay. Just, just repeat your sentence. Uh, the family who used to run the restaurant, they're, uh, they eventually changed it into a fishing shop until a bad accident happened to their child. And so they went back to their roots and changed it back to a noodle shop. Yeah, so but... I... No, keep, on, keep, on, keep on going. Oh, and so I think a big part of, like, the message of this particular short film is that you should always, like, go back to your roots at the end. Yeah, I definitely got that, because when he went, okay, um, also, they never really explain, like, what happened to the kid, like, okay, so, uh, for the noodle shop, they had, like, a kid, and then the kid, like, he got stabbed in the leg, and it's never really, like, explained why, like, is it supposed to be like a metaphor for something? Um, it's just like I, I definitely got the message because like of like going back home and stuff. And I thought that was pretty powerful. But at the same time, it's like there were so many holes. Like, why did the kid get stabbed? You know, like that this doesn't happen normally, right? I mean, I think that's like kind of not part of the story. The whole point of the story was that it's supposed to revolve around the main character, Xiaoming. Like, it's about his journey growing up and falling in love with a random girl who bites past every day. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I meant the ha- the hazel hair, specifically the <laughs> hazel haired girl. <laughs> As we all know, that's a, that's a natural that's a natural hair color actually for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, what's really funny is that uh, in anime, they always draw Chinese characters with light brown hair and Japanese characters with dark hair and it's like um we both have dark hair <laughs> you know yeah it's, that, it's, it's, it's an interesting trope yeah it is and i think that the use of it in this particular um story was interesting because the main character also had brown hair so i don't know what made the girl stand out to him but sure i guess <laughs> yeah it's like she had such beautiful brown hair like bro so does everyone else in the movie (laughs) (laughs) um okay another thing about this this one is that it's like noodle propaganda like the way that they like animate the noodles oh my god it's so great yeah so like just like any other food and anime it always looks amazing and they really captured like the essence of the food and also kind of made us hungry while we were watching it. <laughs> yeah, it made me miss the noodles. <laughs> it made me nostalgic for something I've never had. Yes. And like it was also really poetic and like really sad because he like goes to his hometown and he's always speaking in like I I'm not gonna say speaking in tongues, but he always like speaking in this way like oh like as the as the morning sun shone, my sadness melted away, or something like that. You know, hella emo. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about that? I think he 
spoke very from the heart, like very emotionally, and he captured all the details of his childhood really well, especially the memories that he remembered most fondly and most strongly. Yeah, it was a, it's it's a really sweet one, and also like I really liked it because it kind of gave us like a new perspective, like this like countryside, you know, like um. Again, like when we talk about China a lot, we usually just talk about like uh, the citizens and China itself as some sort of political prop. But like, it's very interesting to see the city. You know, the sorry, it's like sorry, the countryside of China. You know. Yes, and especially since he started from the countryside and moved to the city, like many Chinese people do nowadays, in order to be able to support their families and find better jobs. But right. at the end, he always went back to the countryside. Yeah, he he went he went back to his roots yes wait i just realized okay out of all of the short films this one probably best fits the best fits the title of flavors of youth because like the noodles is literally the flavor of youth yes it is actually about food yeah like he eats he eats noodles like four times in the in the thing and like every single time he eats it as he gets older the noodles get worse yes and i think that's like a metaphor for your childhood slowly becoming less and less happy as you keep going in life yeah the only time when the noodles tasted good was when he went home so like basically moral of the story visit your mom i guess (laughs) moral of the story is think about your family just because you're only like a two and a half hour plane right away doesn't mean that you should just put them off and visit them whenever you feel like yeah they put a lot of emphasis on the two and a half miles sorry two and a half hours (laughs) they're like he was like, oh, two, I always thought I can go back because it's two and a half hours, but actually, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is called... Uh, a Little Fashion Show. A Little Fashion Show, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, you, you really remember these. Um, <laughs> I put them down. I actually and wrote like, down the title so I can separate it. Oh, that's smart, dude. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I, just, I just drew a line across my notebook. That works too. <laughs> so basically, this one followed the model, and both and her parents died, which is really sad. And she's supporting her sister, who's in university. And um, this one actually probably has the most characters out of all of them. Yes, I think it does because of the fact that they put a lot of emphasis into her life as well as her sister and everyone else around her, and how they all impacted each other. Like how she um, works with like her manager, who's also in touch with her sister, because her sister knows that she doesn't respond to her. Yeah, because she's always busy with work and being a model and working out and stuff. And something that there's a lot of themes in this one. Um, the ones that I kind of wrote down was that like she put a lot of her self worth, like the model, she put a lot of self worth in her beauty. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was like, oh, the only thing I have left is this body. I'm getting old and no one likes me and I have no skill. I'm not very smart, but I only have my beautiful body. So I need to preserve it. And then in the end, she says that her self-worth is completely changed because she like, she like goes to this fashion show um, and she's been like working out and stressing out about it a lot because there's this like annoying little uh, there's a this annoying girl. There's this annoying, there's this annoying girl. <laughs> there's this annoying girl uh, who like has like pink hair and is really obnoxious and is flirting with her boyfriend. And um, this annoying little girl 
is doing better than she is. So she has to work super hard so that this so that the pipsqueak doesn't upstage her. And she falls on she falls on the runway. And it's like really embarrassing, you know? Like if that happened to me, I probably wouldn't still be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh I think the falling over on the runway scene was very powerful because of the fact that uh when she fell over she remembered her childhood and her being with her sister and her mom was always sewing and at that moment she recalled like her favorite color was like this very nice shade of red and then she wakes up in the hospital and her sister is sewing next to her and I felt that was like a really powerful scene because it's like a mirror of her childhood yeah I'm kind of noticing a trend here something to do with flavors and youth you know (laughs) 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 yeah I okay yeah like (laughs) I really like this one because the characters were really funny and the dialogue was funny. Like, um, her manager is, like, always goading her on and, like, being like, ah, oh, you're late again. And it's, like, kind of relatable, you know? Not like the others. I meant, like, it's a little bit sad because, you know, her parents are dead and she fainted and stuff. And that's really sad. But, like, it's more funny and more uplifting than the other two, which are, like, really depressing. Yes, the overall story of this one is definitely much more happy even though she's going through a stressful time there's always like her sister by her and also her managers with her yeah but like okay one thing that i didn't like about this is that we didn't see the boyfriend character die because he honestly <laughs> deserved it <laughs> yes i mean yeah. it was foreshadowed at the beginning that this would happen when the boyfriend gave the new girl a rose after giving the model a bouquet yeah and that he was, was like, weird yeah that was weird it was so weird and then like oh my god like i literally like okay in other movies they'll give you the satisfaction like in midsummer i didn't actually watch midsummer i just watched a review of it but in midsummer (laughs) (laughs) um the boyfriend character they literally like burn him alive and it's like oh that's what i wanted to happen because i meant or just at least watch her dump him you know because he's Uh like arrogant guy of a car and he just he i hate him i just don't like him at all (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't respond to her text. How dare he? Yeah, and in, in this movie, we just kind of just see them drive away, and that's the last time we saw him. Yeah, he drove with... away with the new girl, by the way. Like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and definitely the ending of this uh, short film was really powerful because, okay, maybe not powerful, but it was impactful. Mm-hmm. Because it sums up her relationships with both her manager and her sister really well. Because at the end, she felt like she was going to retire from modeling, especially after her incident on the runway. And her sister's dream of being like a fashion designer came through as well. And she was able to like make a really nice red dress that was in her favorite color. Yeah. And I feel she like... modeled for a bunch of people that the manager like brought in. And that was really nice. <laughs> yeah that was really sweet and I just feel like because like the entire time she's always like talking like oh like I'm this and I'm that and I have to do this and I have to do that but then it's like in the end she realizes that she's not alone you know and she and you can like work together with people and then in the end she works together with her sister which is really sweet I think mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. definitely def- strong themes of uh, friendship and stuff yes and also like I don't know how normal siblings work because I don't have any, but they definitely seem to have like a really close relationship, even though they were separated after their parents died. Yeah. 
I meant like the parents dying thing like was it even necessary honestly like I meant like I get that it made like it added more gravitas but it can just be that like the parents are old and the sister has to take care of the sister because sorry then the model has to take care of the sister because um like you know college you know I think an important part of their story is like the separation that they hadn't seen each other for like a couple of years or so. And then they finally got back together and the sister's trying to be like a good older sister for her younger sister. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I guess you have a point. Yeah. Um do you want to move on to the next one? Yes. Okay, so this one is probably the best one out of all of them. It's set in Shanghai, which by the way, uh my favorite Chinese city if I had to choose one and um I actually I, I want to know your thoughts first okay so the short film was called Love in Shanghai um I think overall the story was like really depressing because it follows this guy and his like journey through his like memory of his childhood and his love with this like girl who also went to the same school as him and how they both like worked hard or sacrificed something in order to try to stay together but it just ended up not working for them yeah it was like a comedy of errors because she was like oh i'm gonna go to this really prestigious school and then he was like okay well i'm also gonna go but i'm not gonna tell her about it it'll be like a surprise but then in the end she failed the test and he like passed the test so it ended up he had to move away and it's like oh that's so unfortunate you know um, also, like, her dad, like, the girl's character, like, her dad abuses her, and, like, that's terrible. And, like, again, with the boyfriend character and the dad character, I don't get to see them die on screen, so, um, points off. <laughs> but it definitely adds to that whole Asian stereotype that, like, parents expect, like, perfect grades and, like, expect you to do extremely well in school. Yeah. And, yeah. I meant... I don't know. It's kind of comforting to know that that's not just a thing here in the States. Like, in China, they also... Well, that's not comforting, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, they care about it too, you know? I th- yes. I definitely... Okay, so this character, the main character, um, he's an urban planner. Like, he, like, designs buildings and stuff. Yes. And Shanghai is a very, very developed city. It's developing really fast. And it's, it's just like, if you go there, it's like you're in the future. It's very modern. And um, what I really liked about this story is that they kind of touched up on how fast the city is growing and how that's like a metaphor for like um, growing up and like your connections with other people is getting less and less familiar, just like the city is becoming less and less familiar. Um, I Yeah, and it's like the modernization because this, this, this um short film is set in modern times but also set like the first part the childhood part is set in the 90s and they have this like tape recorder but then they move to cd and then they move to like iphone and it's like when they show the stuff like cd and, and iphone and stuff like you can see the characters become more distant with each other and it's yes. like organization is a metaphor for um growing up yes and i also uh found it interesting that they decided to keep his grandmother living in like a very rural area of shanghai and how he was running back to it in between like his memories 
to try to find a tape recorder so they can listen to the girl's cassette tape that she left behind for him. Oh yeah, good find. That's true. Like he's literally running home, kind of like the first one. Yes. <laughs> wow, a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Flavors and youth. Wow. Flavors of youth. Youth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that uh, this is the most captivating one. Um, like, definitely, I was excited. Like, every single frame, I was like, what's going to happen next? Um, and it's it's a love story, uh, as, like, as you can tell from the name. Um, and, like, I just, I, I, it just, it's just nice to root for something, you know? Like, the other two were great. And, of course, I want the characters to be happy. But this one, they make you root for something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely really enjoyed the ending of this one where she came back after the rural area was destroyed and he was able to like turn all the houses and stuff into like a motel and she came to visit him after studying in America. Yeah. And also uh, something nice I like to add is that when he made the hotel, he kept the original architecture of the old buildings intact. So it's like he's making something new, but he's not getting rid of the old. He's not completely modernizing, but he's still adapting. Yeah, I found that very nice as well, especially because there was like this one specific moment where they mentioned that the stairs were like old and skinny, so like watch your step because he yeah this, yeah yeah I I don't know I just really liked it and um I I like the and and the and the way that they animate the city itself is really good. Yeah, and also another like part of this whole story is that the girl's name is like related to rain so throughout like the story there's like different moments where it's raining especially during like more sad moments oh my god i didn't even catch that because she's related to the main character's sadness oh my god wow you just blew my brain joan and i didn't even notice that yeah oh by the way her name is xiaoyu which means small rain i guess (laughs) 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 yeah um wait 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 i need to go find out something really quickly uh the other name characters is i think it's li mo right i don't remember i'm sorry okay, well li mo um i'm yeah i think it's li mo i'm looking at i'm looking I, we don't really get to see like the the like actual um uh words because like in Chinese, it's like Pictionary. I meant, sorry, it's like a picture-based language. So it's like uh, every single, the words have meaning, not like, it's not phonetic. Uh, okay. Do, do they not have the, okay, I'm trying to find, because more, because like, can it, couldn't it be like more like plants? Is more like a plant word? I, I don't know, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, if it is, that'd be a really good connection because, because like the rain, you need rain to make plants, and 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 if his name is plant related and her name is rain related, then it's like she's building him up, you know, or he literally can't live without her. There's also this metaphor about sunflowers where she, where they want to both like grow and rise towards the sun, and so they both try to like reach as far as possible like for their dreams but at the same time they end up facing different directions with which path they want to go in yeah it's honestly like 
Jonan hasn't watched this yet, but if any of our listeners have watched it before, it really reminded me of Your Lie in April, this last one, because like the the dynamic between the characters is very similar between the two main characters in Your Lie in April, and like there's also a lot of rain and like nature references. So um, if you like Your Lie in April, you should watch Flavors of Youth. I think you'd really like it. And oh, and also Flavors of Youth is made by the same people who made Your Name, which is wildly popular. Flavors of Youth uh, really reminded me of Your Name because like, well, obviously there's like the art style, but also like Your Name is very like, it has a, it, it always contrasts the more urban Japan with the countryside, which is what Flavors of Youth does as well, except for China. Um, and it's, I really like it. Like I've, I've also noticed that in Japanese, in anime and stuff, there's a lot of anime where it's like based in middle school and high school and there's a theory I saw this theory online or something that was like oh apparently they make all these things based in that time because that was the last time that they were happy because lots of because Japan has like a um, a problem with like mental health because they feel like they're overworked and stuff and I thought like oh like that's a that's a very similar trope to what's being used in flavors of youth okay let's let's give it let's give it a rating how's that Sure. Since Flavors of Youth has um has like three different stories, we're gonna go rate all of them individually, and then we'll rate it as a whole. So let's start with the first one, which is uh the rice noodles. The rice noodles. <laughs> Thank you, Jonan. So give it your rating. Um, I would rate it maybe a three out of five. It could have been more interesting if we had more of a connection, but it was the shortest out of the three short films. So we didn't have as much of a connection to like the noodles that the main character did. Yeah, same. I agree. I would give it a three out of five. Um, I thought it could be way more interesting. It felt like there was a plot kind of, but it more it felt more like a poem or a vignette, which I kind of liked, but also kind of boring. Um, but definitely points for the noodle animation. So good. <laughs> for the second one, which is... Uh, <laughs> little fashion show um i would give it probably like a a four out of five because i really liked it but again it felt like it was doing a lot of things at once and if it had more of a direction then maybe i would give it a better score um i actually would give this one a five out of five i actually really enjoyed the way the characters interacted with each other and especially that like even if there are characters that were sucky there were also some that like really uplifted the character or the model as well as just yeah, the story true. as a whole it's very pure uh for the last one yeah. which is uh love in shanghai um okay obviously i'm gonna give it out a five out of five super captivating i loved it like literally make that one two hundred two a two hour long movie already <laughs> yeah i would give it a five out of five as well it was very as she said, captivating, also very dramatic. A lot of scenes where the guy and the girl interacted were shot in a way where you can really see like the emotion and tension in the air between them. Yeah, very. I really liked it. I love theatrical things. I mean, it's sometimes a little cheesy, but it's it's effective. Um, for the entire movie, I would say I would just give it uh, probably okay. Hmm. I'm a little bit like 
I'm a little bit like of a critic, I have to say, a little bit of a pessimist. Uh, so don't get mad <laughs> at me, Jonin. <laughs> uh, three point five noodle bowls out of five noodle bowls. I would what give it think? a four. The first one definitely drags it down a little bit, but I really did enjoy the other two short films. Okay, yeah, I I I agree with you. Um, okay, well that has been <laughs> that has been. Our review of Flavors of Youth. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Michaela. And I'm Jenny. And uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.